Well, hello, this is George Kaler, TeaWithGeorge.com, and today's session of Get Real is with my good friend Dighton Head. And Dighton Head is with a group called Ratio Christi. But before we get into our conversation, this is brought to you by Social Security Consultants. Go to CSSA Certified SSA.com. And before you make an important decision about Social Security and what you're going to do about that, go to CertifiedSSA.com and get the facts. Dayton? Yes. Ratio Christie isn't something that you hear about every day. In fact, it's the first time I ever even heard of it was when I met you and discovered you were with it. What, what exactly is it? Ratio Christi is an apologetics alliance on campuses worldwide. We have chapters on over 100 campuses, including many secular schools. We encourage students and professors to learn and share historical, scientific, and philosophical facts that support our Christian faith. Apologia means defending your faith, not apologizing for it. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but of the divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give a defense for the hope that is in you. Do this with gentleness and respect. Well, you've always been gentle and respectful as far as I've seen. Of course, I haven't seen you <laughs> 24-7. You might be nasty that, when I'm good, not around. Right. <laughs> but apologetics, a lot of people uh, a lot of people don't understand what that means, and you just explained it pretty well. We don't have to apologize for our faith in Christ, Amen. and we don't have to apologize for our Christian walk. It's just logical normal and right and uh, what you do is is you defend the faith just in a nice subtle manner that makes sense to people is that would that describe you pretty well well we like to go uh, one step beyond faith and say reason is certainly involved you apply the intellect to the argument right absolutely oh you're hoping then that the other side is smart as well oh they they think they are and that's why we need to be on our toes to understand their position so we can correct their errors you know i i was talking with an atheist last week and once again atheists seem rather proud of their atheism like they've got something over on us that they're smarter than us because they don't have to believe in Christ or anything, really. They, they're just on their own. I guess they're what's called secular humanists. Is that the word? That's one way, yes. And when, when did this group start? Did you start it? I did not start it. Uh, it was uh, back in 2010. Barna Research showed that over 70% of youth brought up in the church changed their worldview in college. Has since increased to 75%. This establishes academia as the battleground for reclaiming the hearts and minds of our world's youth for Christ. Apparently, parents and churches had been teaching them what to believe, but not why they believe it. Churches bordered on anti-intellectualism, favoring fideism. It's a 
word that means faith over reason. When faced with college, in college with intellectual quote-unquote reasons to disbelieve, young believers had been falling away. Jesus told us to love God with all of our mind as well with our strength. Scripture tells us to test all things, hold on to the good. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.21. And I like this Chuck Colson quote. He said, Christians must see that the faith is more than a religion or even a relationship with Jesus. The faith is a complete view of the world and humankind's place in it. Christianity is a worldview that speaks to every area of life, and its foundational doctrines define its content. If we don't know what we believe, even what Christianity is, how can we live it and defend it? Our ignorance is crippling us. And I like the quote from Psalm 19.1, The heavens declare the glory of God. And we study the heavens and we learn more about God and his wonderful works. I don't know if you're familiar with the Belgic Confession of 1561. It says there are two books of God's revelation to man, the general revelation of creation and the special revelation in Scripture. They must agree, or we must reinterpret one or the other or both. The great 5th century apologist Augustine of Hippo was adamant about this. Paul wrote in Romans about how God reveals himself to us through nature. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been created. So they are without excuse. That's Romans 1, 19 and 20. Well, uh, you've got your work cut off for you, because when a kid goes to college, that atheist professor has all the power in the world. And when he tells his students a lie, which it is a lie, God doesn't exist, and you're going to flunk if you think you, if you say something counter to what I'm telling you, how can kids defend their faith when their grade or even their future depends on them going along with the professor? I mean, colleges have, to me, they've just sold out to the, to the, devil almost many cases that's true how how can parents prepare their kids for a college like that my thought is you don't send them to a college like that but it seems almost all of them unless it's a specifically a christian college they're going to end up there what what should a parent do that's a good question uh we do have a a college prep program in high school now that helps to uh present factual information for youth in high school to prepare them to see what they're going to come up against when they get into college. And our Rosho Christie uh, clubs on campuses worldwide are doing that in the campus of the universities where they come up against these professors, and many of them are beginning to challenge some of the professors. I saw, well, I didn't see a friend of mine the other day. I saw him. He was talking about the NEA, the National Education Association, before kids ever get to college. In fact, before they get to high school, they've been sold a bill of goods. And he said, you know, what if the teachers, rather than telling their students, their boys, that they might actually be girls and go ahead and take puberty blockers, if you wish, and and, uh, 
and girls, you might actually be a boy, and they get their breasts cut off. It's And I don't know if you saw what happened on the White House lawn last week, but it was a gay pride thing. <laughs> pride is a sin. And yet they're being proud about their, what I think, perversity. And there was a man there with breasts, rather nice ones, come to think of it. But he, <laughs> <laughs> he showed them to the crowd. And this girl was there, but she had no press. And you could see the scars where they had been excised. And so my friend said, what if teachers, rather than telling their kids that they may not actually be the sex they are, what if instead they were talking to them about Jesus Christ and the kids were getting baptized? What kind of an uproar would that, would that bring rather than screwing up a kid's future forever. The, the suicide rate among the uh, transsexual people is extraordinary. And after a sex change operation, and, and by the way, that's a misnomer. There's still XX or XY. It's like putting a potato in the microwave and pushing the pizza button. It still comes out a potato. And so even in high school, in elementary school and junior high, the kids are getting prepared for a life of not believing. What is there for parents, uh, even in the in public schools? A lot of people just can't afford their, to send their kids to a private school or to a Christian school. What do they have from you? Well, they have uh, booklets that we have available now. There are several different ones. Uh, we have... Uh, Let's see here. Um, oh, it, where can it, they where can they get they information? Can go, they can go online at uh, ratiochristipress.com. Ratios it's like this the word ratio, but it's Latin ratio, reasoning. Ratiochristipress.com and they can download free any of these ebooks they want. Are humans more than a body, for one? Or engaging critical theory, for one, which you oh, have. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you get the chance to look at that book? I haven't looked at yours, but I know what critical theory is, and it's, it's like something from hell. Well, that's, that's another one. That's, that's one of the booklets that are available. And again, you better read yours, George. There's going to be a book report coming up on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm almost 80 now. I, I read a lot, but I, yeah. I don't want to do any book reports yeah, I, on it. Certainly. And so, so parents can go to the website, and for free, they can prepare their kids. I think also there's a thing of apathy. You see kids going around, around looking into their little devices, whatever they are, Absolutely. an iPad or an iPhone or whatever. Whatever it is, it seems their universe is like four by six. And instead of engaging themselves in life, they're doing TikTok. A next-door neighbor of mine, I said to the little boy, why doesn't your sister come over and play with you guys? And uh, he said, she's in her room doing TikTok. She just sits in there. I thought, what a universe she's living in. And what is that preparing her for? 
And, you know, the Chinese who did the programming for TikTok, they have an entirely different TikTok in China, preparing them, educating them, and so on. But here the algorithms is to the human's basest um, nature, and it's destroying our youth. Titan, would you just give me some good old-fashioned parental advice? The the best thing that would be for raising children in a Christian worldview is to spend some time as a family, screens off. This is a requirement. If you're going to use your screen, you need to have time with us before you get that. And it may be a guided time, a limited time, or maybe not even allowed to have one until you're old enough to understand the responsibility. And it is a tremendous responsibility to have those devices. And we strongly recommend that the parents become involved with them daily with uh, meal times and devotions and so forth and, and have them bring questions that they have maybe found on the Internet or at school about what happens in the real world when you got people that want to be different sexes and cohabitate with others that are the wrong gender. These things need to be brought up and discussed and put out in the open so the child cannot have the responsibility of making their own decision on that as an adolescent before their mind is completely mature. Does Russia Christie have resources on addressing things like that? One of them is same-sex attraction. Bible, how Bible speaks to same-sex attraction. That's one of the pamphlets that is available. And uh, there are others that we've discussed in, in uh, our club. We had one young lady, a Christian young lady at, at Liberty, that came and said she had been having problems ever since a child that she was attracted to the same sex. And she had tried to get it changed and tried to get it changed, but still had the, the passion. And uh, we discussed it thoroughly in our class, in our club. And uh, there were some that disagreed, but most of us agreed that we all have impulses that we shouldn't have, but we shouldn't act on. And the fact that somebody has a thought go through their mind doesn't make them a sinner as long as they don't dwell on it and act on it. So this is, I think we all have different problems, and homosexuality is one. We shouldn't condemn people if they have that, recommend strongly that they don't involve themselves in that. I remember St. Francis of Assisi, I believe it was he, who said, nobody can prevent a bird from landing on your head, but you can prevent it from building a nest. And so... Yeah, we all have impure thoughts or thoughts of pride or anger. Mind is usually, <laughs> I'm usually really frustrated with what's going on in the government and politics and, and the cruelty of the world and so on. But to let it dominate me, well, that's up to me. And I don't have to do that. I'm looking here at a few of your pri uh, primers or I guess pamphlets here. Is the Bible a reliable guide to truth? Another one, political engagement, biblical principles. Hmm. Well, maybe I need that one, <laughs> biblical principles for political engagement, because I'm always engaging people that I don't think are thinking right. <laughs> we might have touched on that in our video podcast that we did that time when we had uh, 
you and uh, Dr. Oh, Purser, some others, yeah. Stanley. One of the things that I was asked on that was about, I don't know if you remember, but somebody uh, sent an email, can a Christian use self-defense and uh, with deadly force? And my answer to that, I, I don't know if it was biblical, I hope that it was, but I said, first of all, I know what you're thinking is that thou shalt not kill. Actually, the the Hebrews, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not take innocent life. And the second thing is self-defense. Are you really defending yourself? Are you a dad? Are you willing to defend your children's dad? Are you a husband? Are you willing to defend your wife's husband? We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to our children. We belong to our spouse. So are you willing to defend that which isn't really yours? And uh, the feedback was pretty good on that, so I guess it was biblical. <laughs> yes, we had a lot of views on that. Are humans more than a body? You know, I get it from people that, hey, we're intellect, we're flesh. But how do you get somebody who's like colorblind? They, they, it's like a squirrel. A squirrel sees in black and white. And they, don't, they can't see beyond that. How do we wake people up that they, can, that they can see God? You know, by rational, rational thinking. It, for me, it's just so natural from everything I've seen and everything. I look, at, I look at life through the lens of a believer. And you said the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. I look at all these things that are now being discovered by Webb Telescope, which even goes beyond Hubble Telescope, and I see God. How do you wake people up to that? It's, it's again, it's an effort on their part to quell that understanding that's given inside that there is a God. Uh, C.S. Lewis said we all have this moral compass already in us, but the atheists want to take this and just try to quell it, put it down, Paul addresses that in Romans 1, 28 to 32. Even if they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, etc. There's a big long list that he gives. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of them, who practice it. Yeah, that's pretty wicked, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that awful to say that? That's is, the Bible. That's that's the Word of God. Is that, I think they do that to justify what they're doing. They approve of what other people are doing that's the same bad thing, like justifying what they're doing. It all comes back to, is there a truth? And that's where this new generation, this critical theory has all come down, that there is no such thing as an absolute proof. Truth, I'm sorry. If you have... Truth is what you want it to be. So when we start talking to these people, the first thing we have to do is point out that there is such a thing as truth. If you're on the roof of a building and you say, I don't believe in gravity, and you take that first step off the roof, you will learn there is a truth that gravity does exist. And that's where we need to bring these people to understand there is a truth. And Christ, Christianity, is the truth that should govern your life if you're going to live forever to be with him. 
We both have a good friend, Steve Bartholomew. Amen. And uh, he and I get into arguments of, about physics, and he's really, really smart. And I and uh, I'm my hobby is theoretical and physics, um, quantum mechanics, and so on. I got I got onto something called gravitons, mm. invisible, hard to understand forces that the larger the uh, mass, the greater amount of gravitons. That's what holds us to the ground here. And this morning in Bible study, I quoted uh, Colossians chapter 1, 15, in the words of a physicist, Christ came before mass, energy, space, and time. He created mass, energy, space, and time. And by him, the very fabric of the universe is being held together. And he said, well, that just negated your theory on gravitons. (laughs) (laughs) It's not gravitons that hold things together, it's Christ. I said, Steve, that's a really good uh, counter to (laughs) my theory on gravitons. Also, I have more theories on that. By the way, do you believe that, well, we know that everything was created by energy, the energy of God's thoughts. He said, let there be light, let there be firmament, let there be, well, let there be you, let there be me. He, he created everything, but he didn't do it with his hands. He did it with the very energy of his, of his thoughts. In the Chronicles of Narnia, we read that Aslan, uh, the figure of Christ, sang the universe into being. And now physicists are beginning to understand that the energy of which everything is formed is actually maybe musical notes. We think there's five strings, you know, and it depends on how they're arranged. One up, four down, two up, three down, and so on, as to what the particle will be. But everything's made of energy. Does Ratio Christie address the, the physics or any of the scientific reasoning behind God's, God's word? We do, but not in depth. Uh, when we have uh, meetings, we have students there from all the different colleges at the university. We have them from uh, nursing school. We have them from uh, advertising. We have them from the Bible apologists and so forth. So we don't get into it really any in depth. Uh, I did read a book on that. I'm kind of interested in it myself. Uh, written by Jeff Zwierink of Reasons to Believe, and he wrote uh, Escaping the Beginning. Uh, how astrophysicists are trying to create a beginning or a non-beginning by escaping the creator. And uh, he gave all these different theories, the quantum theory and all that. And bottom line to me, it looks like what they try to do is create an eternal particle that's going to come into being from nothing, which they redefine as a new kind of nothing. And that's what's going to cause the whole universe to develop. And I'm just saying, and it all happens if you understand quantum in about uh, 1 times 10 to the negative 37 seconds after the initial singularity. So in my mind, that's when Christ went from creating the uh, quantum physics to the general relativity theory that we see, that we operate under the physicists. Well, quantum mechanics was necessary for life to exist, yes. but it's like, okay, where did that come from? You have to go 
Okay, where did that come from? Where the, you know, uh, the famous atheist, what's his name, Hawkins? Yes. Uh, not Hawkins, uh, I'll think of it. Dawkins, Dawkins. Dawkins. When, they, when he was cornered on this, you know, on the impossibility of the DNA molecule, I mean, just by all math, physics, biology, everything, it cannot exist. It, it just simply can't, and yet it does. And so he was finally cornered. He said, well, it probably was sown here by a, uh, another race that came from somewhere outside of Earth. Well, now you, okay, where did they come from? Exactly. No matter what. Back it up. Exactly. <laughs> so once again, the ratio <laughs> and the reasoning, exactly. it, they're trapped by their own reasoning. And yet your ratio Christi, it seems like a positive way to approach the understanding of, of God. Again, we, we uh, examine scientific, historical, and philosophical basis for Christ, for Christianity. So the uh, archaeologists are finding things all the time that support the existence of some of these cities that many of the atheists have said, well, they never exist, they were all manufactured. Well, it's proven the Bible to be true. And we find these things when philosophy, when you start talking about morality, where does morality come from? It comes from your conscience. Where do you get that? You come get that from your being, and that was given to you by God. So it all comes together to support the understanding that Christ is real and God is creator of the universe in us, and so we should worship him. Every time I see some TV show or a video on the internet, the secular humanist physicists or whomever, they bring out the new idea that just gets more ridiculous, but they call it an elegant theory. You know, <laughs> elegant means without God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's elegant. It's without God. Okay. Don't we have to wrap this up here? Why should people get involved in your organization? I mean, we used to say when I was, uh, you favor your own children. And this seems to be your kid, uh, Rushio Christie. It's what you got involved in. Why should people... Uh, seek out what you guys do and and uh, the biggest reason well again as i noted earlier the the reason we founded rasho christi in the beginning was that the universities were drawing children or youth away from christ they had been brought up in the church they'd learned how to uh, follow the bible and so forth but when they got to college they taught they were taught that it was all baloney and so why we think the academia is the battleground for turning our world around once we change these minds that are coming out and are going to uh, rule the world with 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 their understanding and worldview of christ it can change everything one, one of our recent uh, people that left our club has gone to washington to be an intern and beginning to get into politics wants to be a political lawyer and i mean we need those people in dc and we need a lot of them <laughs> I thank everybody for listening to today's podcast with Dighton Head. And I'm George Kaler. You can go to teawithgeorge.com and get my daily radio spot. It's only one minute. And if you're not listening to the radio, and it's hard to know when I'm going to be on the radio. Even I don't know where it is. I lost control of this a long time ago. I'm all over, all over uh, mainly west of the Mississippi uh, on different radio stations. And you can go to teawithgeorge.com and 
listen to a minute of me, you can even subscribe for free. I don't sell anything. Um, there's no advertisements. Well, there couldn't no room for one because it's only one minute long. Go to teawithgeorge.com. And if you'd like to hear the podcast, go to Get Real. And today's is right there. Anyway, uh, Dighton Head, parting thought. Use your brain. It's not just your thoughts. It's your understanding of the world. And it comes through Christ. Amen. Thanks a lot, Dighton.